Welcome to the Michelle Mission Superman One Podcast. Every black film ever made. My name is Len, aka the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is a very special edition of the Michelle Mission because we are lounging, kicking it back in the binge lounge. Yes, sir. As Vincent and I will try to create a shared universe out of those fun 70s black exploitation films that you love so much. We are calling this Sweetback's Badass Universe. Yes. With our very special guest, author of the essential yes. reference guide to the black exploitation films, black exploitation cinema, the essential reference guide on sale at bookstores now it is none other than devoted new friend of the show josiah howard in the building what's up joe (laughs) hey guys good to see you again always good to be on yeah yeah what's going on josiah how how you holding up uh, good, good. We got a lot of projects here. Uh, have you heard about Solomon King coming to DVD, uh, coming to Blu-ray? No. Solomon King, 1974, is one of uh, three lost black exploitation films that was found in a garage in L.A. and is now coming to Blu-ray. I'm writing the booklet, and they have restored it. Uh, it's a book that I couldn't even review in my book because it hasn't been seen since 1974. Uh, it's a real great project. Real excited to be associated with it. Wow. Wow. You, you want to tell us a little bit about, but we can't even get to the book. You, you're, you're breaking news right now to the missionaries. What, what is Solomon King about? Who's in Solomon King? Solomon we need King to know? is Sal Watts, and he is uh, the actor and the um, one of the producers, one of the co-writers is one of those things. Uh, he is a Shaft-like former CIA agent who's called Mm. back into action to find out what's going on with an African family who's living in America, uh, who owns oil wells um, in Africa, and they are being hunted down. So it's uh, 74. He's got the pimp suits and he's got the car. He has drives a Maserati. Oh, we love cars. Uh, that's not in any of our black transportation heroes. Don't drive Maseratis. They, they I drive know. Black. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty insane. So it's beautiful and fun. It's got the babes in it. Uh, it's California. Mm. So the beach scenes really, really great. And um, I can't believe it. It's been it was found in a garage. Yeah. Is there a story of 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 why it was in just this? Uh, I. Was it a random garage in Los Angeles? Uh, uh, no, it was in a relative's garage. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was in a relative's garage. Of course, they knew that um, you know Uncle Sal was made films back in the day, but the seventies so far away um, mm-hmm. from, from today for young people, especially. But um, they found it, and it's it's people have been looking for it forever. It played its first run and hasn't been seen since. Wasn't a big hit. Uh, if you just Google it as we're speaking or whenever you do, beautiful poster art, A-list poster art drawing, uh, beautiful stills, you know, a real movie. Um, but it just came and went and nobody asked about it, you know, until the, the video age comes in, in 80. And nobody just asked about that one. 
Wow, that's crazy. You know, it's it's funny you were talking about you mentioned like the 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 poster art for these movies, right? And um one of the things that I was noting in reviewing your book and then just, you know, you you follow up on, on all of these black exploitation films, a lot of them do have some outstanding art that, you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately sometimes oversells the movie. But um I'm curious, did they have like <laughs> did they have like a a um, set or favorite artist that they would go to for the for the posters. So that's a fantastic question, and you may know that there was a black exploitation poster art exhibition here in New York City that was up for nine months at the Poster House Museum. Uh, mm-hmm. All of that was covered there. Who did uh, who did this artwork? Um, it was um, celebrating the artwork and not the film. So everything mm-hmm. about who illustrated it, how the concepts came to be, if it helped sell, or like you said, oversell. Uh, Was it Mm -hmm. truthful? Um, I came to learn something I didn't know, even uh, when I wrote the book, that many of the films were illustrated by a Japanese American. Uh, Yes, I did not remember his name, forgive me, but he did Coffee, my favorite film and one of my favorite posters. So I did not know that. Lots of great information about who did these things. Uh, more information for you. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science has a museum out in LA, and they are working now on a black exploitation poster exhibition, which I'm involved with. So the posters are alive and well, separate and apart from the films, uh, as is the music, which is alive and well, separate and apart from the films. There are so many different elements to the black exploitation film genre. Yeah. Now, just to circle back, you said that Solomon King was one of three films that was found. Yes. What were the other two? So um, one has come up in uh, shaky uh, visuals. Uh, it was called um, The Obsessed One. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Black Switch, another one was a beautiful poster art. It's a bride with a um, uh, bloody bride. Uh, mm-hmm. That has come out in a, a shaky form. And there's another one whose name escapes me because I haven't looked at it, uh, looked for it or thought about it in a while. But there's one or two more. Oh, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, I'm not going to, the $10,000 end. There's the Solomon King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's the, the, the poster of Solomon King. That film has been lost for 48 years. It's now coming to Blu-ray in December. So um real excited about it. Um, the Obsessed One is out there. Um, one of the companies did a good job with what they had. And that one has come to light, was lost for a long time. I don't remember the third one. I'm not sure it is the $10,000 end because I think that has come to market too. Yeah, um, I was about to say, we've actually reviewed that. Yes, I think that's come to market. There's one, yeah. uh, I can't, oh, there's one with a great title. Ain't That Just Like a Honky? <laughs> I want you to Google it because there is artwork for that. There is a cast. I'm not sure if it's on IMDb, but the title of the film is "Ain't That Just Like a Honky." Nice. That nice. one hasn't come up yet. You know, appropriately enough, because we're named after Oscar Michelle, we have talked about the the lost Michelle films. Mm-hmm. And and how people try to find them and and a, a, a fair number of them have been found. It sounds like how Solomon King was found. Mm-hmm. They were in garages and they were in you know storage units. 
And it, it goes without saying how important it is to document all of this work, which comes back to you. And, 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 you know, Lynn and I have talked with you and Lynn and I have talked with each other about how important and how wonderful this work is that you've done with this essential guide to black exploitation cinema. And, and certainly since it came out, he and I always reference it. Like it very much is one of those references that is indispensable with this information. So, so how did, how did this come about? Like, like, how did you, like, how did you say I'm going to make an important book? Oh, bless your heart, first of all. And um, I'm not sure it is important. It was a labor of love and I'm a movie fan and mm -hmm. I, I write, um, I have a journalism degree. So it was something I could do and um, wanted to do. And I, I did it out of passion. It was a passion project. I had no expectations that it would go into a fifth printing or that it would be required uh, reading in college universities. Mm -hmm. um, none at all. I just wanted to document this. Um, I'm, I'm a kid, only child who, who used to make lists about everything. So lists of the top 10 songs and lists of the movies and lists of TV shows. And so this was um, a great thing to, to, that was in tune with my personality and energy. And um, that's how I started, just as a fan, wanting to see them and document that I saw them. And then speaking to the people who made them. Uh, mm -hmm. At first, I was fascinated as a movie fan with the stars, with Pam Greer and um, Isaac Hayes, Chuck Turner, and Richard Roundtree and all of those. And then I said, wait a minute, what about the directors? What about the writers? And so real blessed to have interviewed them. Some, uh, um, Many of them had passed since I uh, first talked to them. Mm -hmm. uh, Curio Santiago was someone um, who, who comes to mind that impressed me the most. People may or may not know that name. Uh, he did the 14 exploitation films, in, including TNT Jackson, and a lot of them that were made in the Philippines. He was Filipino. Mm -hmm. So he introduced America to the Philippines as a cheap place to make movies in a, in a wonderful environment, great weather, uh, and um, he's, he's very proud of that, a very nice man. But yeah, just a movie fan who liked to make lists and wrote a book and got it published. You know, people write books every day. I just was lucky to get it published by someone. And speaking of uh, being a fan of the 70s, um, I see here that Bree Bree 517 could not help but notice that I love your shirt, Josiah Howard. It is quite appropriate for the evening, too. Um, and it is. Look at that. I'm giving you the full screen treatment so Thank people can you. take it all in. <laughs> As I said before, these are plastic shirts, polyester shirts. So I may or may not have worn this when I was a teenager. I have many from that time. Now, they're a little tight on this body, but um, <laughs> they still last. They don't, they, they don't get destroyed in the wash. Thank no, you. They no, they do not. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, everyone is asking, I promised that I was going to wear 70s appropriate gear tonight. You did? Uh, I did. I did. And I was looking forward to doing that. However, time got mm -hmm. away from me, as well as my order. My order did not come in at in time. Mm -hmm. uh, it originally was thinking that I was going to be able to wear what I wore for our 200th episode, where mm -hmm. we reviewed Shaft at our live event. But I forgot that I had lent 
that, including my Afro wig, mm-hmm. I'd shipped it out to New Mexico to my daughter uh-huh. mm-hmm. for a 70s mm-hmm. party. And I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I promised to wear? Your Blackula shirt. A t-shirt with Blackula on it. You know what I wore? A t-shirt with Blackula. A t-shirt with Blackula on it. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's exactly what you, I'll give. I'll give you the full screen treatment so people can check out yours. Just, look, it's just a t-shirt with Blackula on it. There you go. <laughs> that, that's the trick. There you go. Well, I don't I don't have a, a 70s shirt or anything. I could wear my I could wear my like my Jeff cat. I can get my Jeff cat. Should I get my Jeff cat? Hey, for the podcast, let's say you had it on. No, I'm oh, going to get it. You don't have to get it. I'm going to get I, it. I think we're okay. No, I'm getting it. I think we're okay. Okay. Uh-oh, I, I think we're, yeah, now he's now he's moving. Nothing changed. I know. It's, but it's to the fine person who took note of my shirt, I want to make uh, my look just a little bit more dramatic for you. Thank you so much for noting. I will put these on. <laughs> just a bit. So that we can have the full effect of the ball yeah, and with the with the what does this what does this look like? It looks like fly eyes. Right, right. So it's, it's a real Isaac Hayes thing going on. <laughs> Works with a bald head. Yeah. Oh Uh-oh. yeah. Hat. I see a hat on land. Right. All right. Hat on All right. I got my go. hat. All there right. you go. <laughs> yeah. It's right. a stone so, cold groove, baby. I'm stone cold grooving, baby. It's a stone cold. That's groove. right. That's right. Which kicks me into. Um, we're going to get right into creating our shared universe, but we got a couple of things that I want to do. Um, Vincent and Josiah. Yes. I have a bit of a contest for you both. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with you, Vincent, and then Josiah can 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 chime in. Okay. Because this is based on his book. Like exploitation cinema, the essential reference guide. So Vincent, because I was going to come up with a top five, I was going to come up with top five taglines of the black exploitation movies. Right. But so many of them have similar taglines. Sure. It was hard to choose. Sure. So then I said, okay, well, I wonder if Vincent can tell the movie from the tagline. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I like. Then- so let's see, Vincent. Okay. If you could tell the movie from the tagline. From the tagline. Yeah. Interesting. Now, I'm going to start off with an easy one. For okay. You. Always a lot of pressure when you say something like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, where was that? Because it was it was right here. Now, now to be fair, we both own this book. So yes. I don't know how yes. much you've engorged this book. Well, you, you know, uh, again, Josiah... <laughs> To, to your credit, it's the type of thing where I go to look up something and then after a half hour, I have to put the book down because mm-hmm. I've just been, you, you know, mm-hmm. looking at the artwork in the yeah. and the interviews. And so. All right, Vincent. All right. Name this movie from the tagline. From the tagline. You bled my mama. You bled my papa. But you won't bleed me. See, I I don't know what, what you bled my mama. You bled my mama. You, you bled, bled my papa, papa but, but you, you won't bleed, bleed me. me. You know that one, Vince. I don't. I don't know what that is. That is you want to you want to you want to tell him, Josiah? Of course. That's one of your favorites. Sweet sweet backs badass. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet sweet. Right. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> I never think about taglines for sweet back. Yeah, I, you I, know. I, besides, you know, ooh, you got a sweet back. Yeah, yeah. a sweet sweet back. A sweet sweet back. Yeah. All right. So already I'm failing miserably. All right. That was the easy one. That was the easy one. <laughs> well, I've got another one. I think is easy. Okay. All right. Because I know this is a movie that you like. Okay. A lot. Okay. He hit the man for three million dollars right where it hurts. In the diamonds. And baby, that's cold. Oh, this is Cool Breeze. There you go. Yeah, that's Cool go. Breeze. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> with, with, the, with the great Thalmas Rosala. <laughs> yes. There you go. All right. Next one, Vincent. Oh, I thought Josiah was... It's, okay, I'll get... Well, just, it's just Josiah's book. He's okay, going to know. All right. <laughs> He's got half of these half of these uh, taglines tattooed on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince. Okay. It's the murder capital of the world, and the biggest black ripoff of the decade is going to get solved, or the town's going to explode. Is that across 110th Street? No, 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 no. That's a good guess, though. Good guess. You want to take another guess? It's the murder capital of the world and the biggest black ripoff of the decade is going to get solved or the town's going to explode. So, Vincent, what was the murder murder capital of the world in 1970s? I, I assume that'd be New York. It's not New York? Mm, you would think, but no, it's not. I'm I'm really blanking out. Yeah, what is this? This would what, be... What was the murder capital of the world? Tell me that. What was the city? Detroit. Detroit. I mean, it's not Detroit 9000. It would be Detroit 9000. Detroit 9, I thought Detroit 9000 was about the disco. <laughs> well, not according to the tagline. The tagline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's the murder capital. All of the right. World. All right. Detroit 9000. What am I thinking about with the disco and, and it stars Harry, was, with yeah, Harry so Nicholas? Disco Godfather with Rudy Ray Moore? Is that what no, that's Rudy Ray. No, Harry Nicholas is in something about disco. What am I thinking about? I have no Is this a movie that only exists in my mind? <laughs> I believe so. I don't know what this movie is you're talking about. All right, give me one more. I'm terrible at this. All right. I'll give you one more. It's not only is it's not only his name, it's his business and sometimes his pleasure. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I'll give you the star. The, okay, who's the, the star? star? is Jim Brown. Oh, is this a uh, hammer? No, he's not hammer. Not hammer. Um, Not slaughter. It's oh. slaughter, baby. Is it slaughter? <laughs> slaughter. Oh, my goodness. Name and it's his pleasure. Slaughter. I'm, about to say, I'm not sure how slaughter is his pleasure, but, you know, I don't. I was going to say black shampoo, but that didn't make sense. All right, here's another easy one for oh, me. Oh, my goodness. You keep saying they're easy, and then I keep messing this them up. This one you'll get. This one you'll get. The glitter of success See? Couldn't, how, couldn't hide how they got there. What is that, sparkle? There you go. Okay. There you go. See? All right. See, I, I, the only one I really know is um, what is it? Is six foot seven of di- of pure dynamite? Isn't that Cleopatra Jones? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's exactly, but it's got yeah. like a side. Six foot two. Six foot two. Yeah. yeah. Seven would be giant. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, you know what? When I see Tamara Dobson, I just assume. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. He's a skip tracer, the last of the bounty hunters, living on blood money and borrowed time. I mean, I mean, it's not Truck Turner, is it? Isaac Hayes is Truck Turner. See, Matt good, Truck Vince. Turner. You Very good, Vince. good. Okay. All right, so th- that was four. Here's a fifth one, Vincent. Oh Please. my goodness! <laughs> I did not. I did not plan to be this stressed out by this. <laughs> this is very stressful. <laughs> All right. All right. One more. One more. I'm gonna look. I'm looking for you. Jervo uh, Martin isn't in any of these. <laughs> a love story of hate. You said a love story of hate? Hate. Oh, Lord. Featuring, music, title. featuring music by Quincy Jones. See, I was going to say Claudine, but that's not Quincy Jones. No, that would not be Quincy Jones. Um... <laughs> right, because Quincy Jones, it, it's it's not the Wiz. No, it's not the Wiz. It's not Brother John. No, it's the movie that introduced Brenda Sykes. Wait, ah, Brenda Sykes. How about a white, how about a white racial slur? Is it honky? Honky. Honky. You know what? I've never actually seen honky. Me neither. <laughs> Great. Is really? it? Is yes. It? She's the villain. So the African man is the villain and the white guy is the good guy. Sometimes it's the other way. She's the villain. Beautiful girl who's corrupting. This, oh. This guy, yeah. I mean, if you're going to get corrupted, 1970-whatever Brenda Sykes is <laughs> yeah. a good person to corrupt you. There you go. Stunning. Stunning. Durvell Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will have six movies or less to get from 70s action star, romantic lead, character. Jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Oh, yeah. Durvell Martin. Yes. To an actor of my choice. Yes. Um, this is a fun game that we've been playing for the last, oh, probably like the last three, four months. Uh, Josiah and has quickly become everyone's favorite moment on the show. Watch as Vincent connects the dots. Are you ready, Vincent? I am ready. All right. I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little scrambled from that, from, from that, that exploitation moment, but I'm going to, I'm going to see what I can do. Bounce back. All what right. we got? All right. So. I couldn't find a famous Josiah besides Josiah Howard, of okay. course. But I did find another famous Joe for you. Okay, a so, famous Joe. So in six movies or less, less gift from Dervell Martin. Dervell Martin. To Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Um, bop, 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 bop. 
How do I want to do this? Okay. This is how I'm going to get to him. Durville Martin is in... How am I going to do this? I know exactly how I'm going to get to him. Dervell Martin is in Sheba Baby with Pam Greer. Yes. Pam Greer is in... Um, Grease Lightning with Richard Pryor. Yes. Richard Pryor is in Harlem Nights. Yes. With Eddie Murphy. That's three. Eddie Murphy is in Coming to America with Cuba Gooding Jr., Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in Remember, he's getting a haircut. Remember, he gets a haircut. He's the guy that gets a haircut. Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. is the guy who gets the haircut at Mighty Fawn who doesn't have any line. If he doesn't have any line, so is he even credited? I don't know if he's credited, but everyone on earth knows it's Cuba Gooding Jr. getting getting a haircut. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, am I going to run out? Is in The Best Man with Harold Piranu. Harold Piranu. Cuba Gooding Jr. is in The Best Man? He's not in The Best Man. Hold on. Hold on. He's in um, Boys in the Hood with... um, Harold Piranu is not in that. No, no, no. I'm getting Harold Piranu, and I might be too far away. Because you're already... That's... That's about. I'm at five point. already. Okay, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Because I'm trying to get to uh, what's the white boy's name? Joseph Gordon Levitt. No, no, no. The white boy. <laughs> um, in Titanic. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. I'm getting to Leonardo DiCaprio because they're in um Memento, not Memento. Um. Oh. Um. The, um in um in Inception. Inception. All right, starting all over again. Well, you know how to get to Leonardo DiCaprio, or are you just trying to be hard on yourself? I'm actually having a brain fart with Leonardo DiCaprio. Django. Of course, Leonardo. Ah! Ah! (laughs) Sheba Baby. (laughs) Jackie Brown. There you go. With Samuel Jackson, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Django, who's in Inception. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Very good. I was trying to get to Harold Piranew in uh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> You're making with, with, with Leonardo DiCaprio. With Leonardo DiCaprio. All right, so there you go. There you go. All right. Yes, Django. You got, you got All Django. Right. Very good, Vincent. All right. Very good. All right, now. Um, One more gel. Another cup of gel. 
Well, not another cup of Joe. Not not another cup of Joe. That was the Joe. Okay. Now comes the Howard. Now comes the Howard. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Now comes the Howard. So in six movies or less, yes. this one is going to be hard. All right. Get from Dervell Martin. Dervell Martin to Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. What how what was Howard Stern in? Right, to know this, you've got to know his movie because it really is only one movie. And then who's in the movie with him? So is he in the movie about him? Yeah. Y- yes. Surprisingly, he is. The he star plays of himself. Movie. Yes. It's called Private Parts. Who plays Robin? Robin. Damn. <laughs> So who's in it besides Howard Stern's like crew? Crew. Um, let's see. Like who's an actual actor? Because I could have sworn someone would have well, played Well, there's actually a very couple. There's a couple of Academy Award winning actors in that film. In private parts. Yep. Is Whoopi Goldberg in it? No, Whoopi Goldberg. All right. It seems like it. something she'd show up. No, no. Who's no, no. in it? Um, these are two actors who had won Oscars after. Okay. Private parts. Um, Allison Janney. Okay. Is in there, and Paul Giamatti. Okay. Okay. Dervil Martin is in. <laughs> All right. I think Paul Giamatti. Maybe Paul Giamatti has the one Oscar. All right. Dervil Martin is in because I'm going to get to Allison Janney. You know what? That would be the way to go. You know what? Dervil Martin is is in Sheba Baby with with um, Pam Greer. Pam Greer is in Jackie Brown with um, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson is in Avengers Endgame with Chadwick Boseman, who's in Get On Up with Allison Janney, who apparently is in Private Parts. There you go. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Let's go. Very ahead. good. Let's go ahead and wrap that up. Put a bow on it. <laughs> get to the get to the universe. If we had not watched Get On Up recently, would you have been able to pull Allison Janney in that movie? probably not yeah probably not but see that's what happens as time goes on i have more and more crayons it's like i get a crayon every week yes you do yeah wow very good vincent well thank you well done yeah yeah well done so there you go josiah the game of kings but vincent that is a wealth of knowledge are you writing a book about (laughs) film i should have a lot right right we that is on the agenda we'll have to talk to you and get tips Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I could not do what you just did. That is very impressive, truly. If I could monetize it, <laughs> we'd make some money. But you had to do it as an act of love, and then the money comes. There you go. There you go. That's the first tip. Well, well done, Vincent. As always, you continue to impress the world with your majesty. It's it's a pretty useless mutant power, but yes. <laughs> I don't know if I could be on the X-Men, but I could like hang out at the mansion. So here's a question. 
Why didn't we see more sequels in the 70s? Why didn't we see more connected films? Like, like so many of these actors kind of bounced back and forth. It seemed like there should have been more connections. I, I know we have talked about, I know it was, I think it's Black Belt Jones. Mm. And I think Truck Turner, it's like four or five different cast members who are in both films. So it seems like it'd almost be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. So uh, in 1973, after uh, Scream, Blackula, Scream was released, the follow-up to the wonderful Blackula, as we all know, mm -hmm. um, that was a big flop. Mm. Nobody went to see it, and word of mouth about it was very bad. Uh, Coffee is a big hit in 73, and was supposed to be, there was going to be a sequel, called um, Burn Coffee Burn, because everybody loved coffee. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to come out in 74. The script was written, and um, the things that they do, interviewing and polls show that people didn't like sequels anymore. And so Scream, uh, Burn Coffee Burn, was changed to Foxy Brown. Mm -hmm. But Foxy Brown was written as a sequel to Coffee, it was not released as such because the movie studios decided that sequels weren't selling. People were tired of seeing the same name a second time. Uh, I'm not sure they made the right decision, but that that's why there weren't more sequels when it seems like there should be. Truck Turner 2, doesn't that sound like it should be? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it even sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Slaughter's Big Ripoff was a sequel. Mm -hmm. uh, they just made a decision not to, to do the sequels for a while. Right. And then Shaft gets two sequels. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And Hammer, right. Hammer got a couple of sequels, didn't it? Uh, officially, no, but aren't they all sequels yet? That's yeah. true. Right. That's officially, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you feel but, about the Shaft sequels? I guess, would they be the most famous sequels, do you think? Up from the that. 70s? Yeah. yeah. How did you feel about them? That's the name that carries the most. Uh, Chef's big score, the second one, I like better than Chef. Me too! Uh, yeah. I, th I think we're the only ones. <laughs> well, I'm not sure everybody's seen Chef's big score, but if they've seen it, they may change their uh, opinion about uh, how about Chef and Chef's big score. I like it much, much better. Now, it, it might be unfair of us. There is a bigger budget. Uh-huh. You do get the helicopter crash and the boat race and all that stuff that you're not getting with the slim budgeted Shaft, which is street bound. But um, I like it better. Shaft in Africa, I don't <laughs> like at all. Mm. But that was a critic's pet. People liked it because it was uh, him going, as the poster says, Shaft goes back to the motherland. Mm -hmm. So, um, but um, I think it's way too political and, and serious about itself. And so did audiences. Mm -hmm. They came to see the fast cars and the sex scenes and the good uh, music. Um, when there was nothing like that in there. All right. Have you seen the Shaft TV series? I, I remember the Shaft TV series. And I seem to remember like watching one episode and not really feeling it. Like it didn't feel like it was anything special. Yeah, I know? think I saw one episode. Mm-hmm. But that was a, a pretty big deal, right? Going from a movie to TV screen. Um, they're boring. Yeah. You know, they don't, they're boring. They're, they don't mean to be, but they're boring. You know, you can't have the sex scene uh, no. on TV. No. You can't say the, the dirty words. You can't do the things that uh, made the, the, the film popular. So they're, they're boring. There's seven of them, but they're interesting to watch. 
interesting to see. And what's it that um weren't they put out on CBS? Wasn't it CBS that put them? Yes. Out? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't mm-hmm. even even at that time does not sound like the right place for Shaft. Right. Right. You know what I mean? If anything, it should have been like ABC at right. that time. Now, what channel was what, what channel was get Chrissy Lovell on? That was ABC. Okay. That was now, a, that's fun. I think we all that was oh, oh, oh I loved Get Chrissy Love. That's yeah. fun. That was fun from the theme song to the, the yes. fashions, everything. Yeah. What, what'd she say? You're under arrest, sugar? Mm-hmm. Like, what was her yeah. catchphrases? <laughs> yeah, you're under arrest, sugar. Oh, that was mm-hmm. so much fun. God, why didn't that last? When the police woman lasted for like 12 seasons. Jesus. Right, Christ. right. Anyway, so let's get into the shared universe. But before we started, before we turned on the camera, you guys were were talking about wanting to start with Sweetback's badass song, right? And my only pushback, and Josiah, you uh, help me with this: Is Sweetback's badass song the beginning, the origin place, you know, planet Delta, if you will, Krypton uh-huh. of this universe, or is it Cotton Comes to Harlem? Which precedes the film sure. by a year. I w- Josiah, what do you think? Vincent, why don't you start? I always go to Sweetback just, you, you know, obviously chronologically, Cotton Comes to Harlem comes out before. But I think the energy of Sweetback is a lot different than Cotton. I think in a lot of ways, Cotton Comes to Harlem is, is, is a straightforward detective film. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think Cotton Comes to Harlem has more in common with the French Connection, okay, than it okay. does everything that comes, that comes after immediately it. after. I mean, obviously that's all very subjective, but but that's why I I, I would never have start, started with Cotton Comes to Harlem. Okay, <laughs> got it. So I'm in respectful disagreement with you, Vincent. Okay, and that's a good thing to be. Absolutely, we can have a passionate conversation. Um, I think it's Cotton Comes to Harlem. For um, I certainly recognize what you're saying. So that is the first time we see a African American male as the star in that kind of sexualized, unapologetic, uh, combative Black power way. Mm-hmm. As a center theme of the film, there were Black strong Black characters in '60s films as well. But um, I give it to Cotton Comes to Harlem because it's first of all it proved to Hollywood that Black films could make a profit, mm-hmm. small budgeted black films. Mm-hmm. Um, and there would not have, there might not have been a, a, a large genre if it wasn't proven up front that we can invest 500,000 and get 10 million. Um, I give it that. And I give it that um, it has the word Harlem in it. Yeah. yeah. Which is very Afrocentric and powerful at that time. Um and I just, I just think that's where it starts, and that opens the gates. And no problem with Sweetback getting the cred for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's really special and really important. But uh, something always comes before the, the big one. Okay. Yeah. Something always comes before the big one. And Sweetback was the number one film in America, I always say this, meaning that white people embraced it as well. Mm-hmm. It was the number one film on the top grossing films lists. Uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem didn't go to number one, so it was a popular film. But so Sweetback is important, as you say. And now, now I just have questions. I know, I know you want to do stuff, but Josiah is interesting and keeps saying interesting things. Go ahead. So if it was number one with white people, 
it was always my understanding that part of what made black exploitation black exploitation is all the theaters were in the cities. White mm-hmm. people had moved to the suburbs. They hadn't quite built them up. So all the theaters were in the cities. So are you saying that white people were coming into the city to see Sweetback? Completely. Completely. That was a phenomenon. That was a phenomenon film that film that everybody was talking about. First of all, everybody in Hollywood was fast was fascinated with it because he had financed it himself. Mm-hmm. He produced it himself. He started himself. He wrote it himself. He did the music himself. So he was a jack of all trades. They were fascinated by it. I remember Farrah Fawcett saying that she she begged her husband Lee Major to go and see it. He wouldn't go, so she went with her girlfriends. So it just was something that everybody talked about. And yes, white people wanted to see this film. They really did. And if it was the number one film, it means white people were going as well. Okay. And let's just give the man his due. That man who was the jack of all trades on Sweetback, uh, Badass Song, was Melvin Van Peoples. You know? sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I- I'm glad that you pointed out Cotton Comes to Harlem only because in building this shared universe that we're talking about mm-hmm. and pointing out that that film takes place in Harlem, so many of the other films will be set in Harlem. Sure. And a lot of their storylines will uh, revolve around this cotton that has come to Harlem. Cotton comes, it's right there in the title. Right. right And, and, And what it does to the inner city, Harlem and New York in, in general. So in building up this shared universe, it has to start with Cotton Comes to Harlem. Okay. But uh, but but now, uh, y'all go. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> Josiah. <laughs> but I'll say this, Vincent. I think you're right in that more people have seen Sweetback than Cotton. Yeah, which is a shame. And we've talked about that. That is their starting point. And, and if that's their starting point, that's fine. Yeah, we're, you know? we're big fans of Cotton Come to Har- Comes to Harlem here. But if we start with Cotton Comes to Harlem, I will defer to to the scholar where do we go from there like what film do you i mean besides the obvious direct sequel what film do you think immediately connects to cotton comes to harlem uh in in the in the narrative or in the in the in bringing black exploitation and making it bigger in the narrative if we were ma- if we were creating yeah. this shared universe if it's 1975 and you know somehow we got tapped to link all these movies together. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where, where would you go next? Uh, something that comes to mind is Five on the Black Hand Side. Um, if I remember it correctly, haven't seen that one in years. Uh, also, of course, Amazing Grace. Mm. Comes a few years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's comedy-centric, but Black Power um, narrative. Um, those are connected to Cotton. But... Um, the, the semi-comedy multicast film were not the ones that were the big black exploitation hits. Okay, it was it was usually the ones with a single identifiable hero who was a James Bond-like hero, um, sometimes female James Bond-like hero, Cleopatra Jones, mm-hmm. uh, that captivated people. So these films with um, with with a lot of different stars and casts were attractive, but not as attractive as a poster with one single person on it that we could all identify with. Now, I know back to Melvin Van Peebles, I know he used to comment on how a lot of these films 
and 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 these are his words co-opted kind of the blackness in in the markers of the cool into stories about you know frankly the the police so you know someone like shaft someone like cleopatra jones like they're cool but they aren't outlaws and and they aren't radical so do you see a separation between these two kind you, you know if if you have shaft on well maybe not shaft because shaft's a private detective mm. uh you, you know cleopatra jones who works for the actual government Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know, Superfly, who's an arch criminal. Like, do you see this this divide between the two, or do you think this is something that's not even worth? No, I see where you're going, and I think it's very important. Uh, some of the heroes are working within the system and following the rules, but just doing it their funky way, like Shaft. And some people are working completely out of the system and not following the rules and doing it their own way, like Superfly. So they're not connected at all uh, outside of the fact that they're African-American men who are powerful uh, and who are trying to make their dreams come true, as we all are. But yes, I I think Shaft's appeal is very different than Superfly's. Uh, Nobody was picketing Shaft. Everybody picketed Superfly, and Black journalists had a problem with um, uh, elevating uh, a cocaine dealer. Mm. Why are you making him a hero? Mm. Why are you teaching the kids that this is a, a, a lifestyle that they might choose? Uh, so, yeah, there uh, the con- there's controversial ones that are not working uh, inside the system, and there are ones that are palatable that are funky and cool uh, and can beat you up, but are still really employable and are <laughs> going to, to do it the way people tell them to do it. Well, why do you think that that is seemingly the next step from sweetback that the 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 hustler and the the pimp and I was about the, say the, the drug pimp. dealer got to bring the pimp be, become the the hero figures in these films and if if it all begins with sweetback then what about that energy begat them taking that leap as opposed to somebody you know like yes you get shaft you get cleopatra jones but as we've pointed out there certainly are few and far between those types of heroes so why does it go the other way vincent i i i think there's always been a level of distrust like i think if i think if you're aiming something towards a black community and certainly an urban black community. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black folks relationship with the police is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. So that, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I think, I think it's very easy for us to create space mm-hmm. for other types of protagonists, even ones that, you, you know, as, as, as you pointed out, Josiah, respectable black folks, would pick it in protest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think um, the line from Sweetback is taken up by the pimp and the drug dealer and the others because it was a slice of life that we hadn't seen on the big screen before. Yeah. Mm. And it was the main storyline. It wasn't the pimp in the episode of Kojak or the 
or the you know, the, the the drug dealer in one of the other films. This was what the story was about, mm-hmm. a pimp and a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it was just with Sweetback, it 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 made it okay to tell these these inner city stories, the numbers runners, you know, all of the things that were happening in the black community. We were now taking the curtains off and saying, well, yeah, this is this is a part of our our experience too. And there was no shame, and we sometimes needed to make it seem like that was all we could do. Right. Talking about connections and how these, you know, one thing begets another one. I've always been fascinated by how almost immediately within black exploitation, there was a conversation around counter programming. Like you mentioned five on the black hand side. Uh, we are we are huge huge fans of Uptown Saturday Night, Claudine. Um, but if you look at some of the advertising, they mention these quote unquote negative movies, and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, this is not that movie. This yeah. is you know, and like I love the fact that in real time, black people were going back and forth. You know, as you said, with this sort of very respectful well sometimes very respectful debate and like the winner was us mhm hmm. well when i spoke to the um the white directors and producers for the book um they said that if any black person had a problem with their film and they did uh um they would just stop making them mm. and they did so um, the genre comes to an end because we objected. And uh, whether or not that was wise, um, we can talk about. But um, the films would have continued to be made, but black people had a problem with them. And um, white people didn't want to make films that black people had a problem with. Do you think it was across the board, black people? Or do you think it was, you know... Not at all. And I say this all the time. It was the intelligentsia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the educated. It was the old movie reviewers. They were in their 60s and 70s. They had no idea about the young black experience. And the films weren't made for people in their 70s. They were made for people that were teenagers in, in their 20s. So for them not to like something that wasn't even made for them to like uh, is right there patently unfair. You were, you were a teenager 40 years ago. So this isn't for you. And of course you'll have a different opinion. 40 years ago, it was pre-civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. So your, your take on the films, old man and old lady, is valid. But let us be young. And let us do us. Okay, so if we're recognizing that the energy from Sweetback gets us to the hustler, the pimps and and the the dealers or whatever, then the King dealer from the seventies in my eyes, is like you said, it's gotta be Superfly, right? So what is there anything in the narrative to both films that we can use, you know, to kind of like theorize to connect Sweet Sweetback's badass song to Superfly in our shared universe. I mean, I think the thing about wait, do you mean like an actual narrative, like almost a Marvel type thing? Because a little the, bit, a little bit. Yes, 
<laughs> you know, I think the great thing about Sweetback is that at the, at the end, he's actually on the run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just from a narrative sense, he can end up anywhere. In anything. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the genius of something like The Fugitive or The Incredible Hulk. Like, you know, he just pops up because he's on the run, he, you know, and he's... um. I, I know we were talking about this a little last week. Always got a little bit of a trickster energy from Sweetback. So now, it, like, I don't think it's out of, like, I don't think it would be out of place for him to show up somewhere like Blackula. Oh, okay. Or, or okay. you know, Welcome Home Brother Charles. Mm. Or the Watermelon Man. You know, this stuff that is, like, almost supernatural. Or, you know, our beloved Sugar Hill. I can see him showing up at Sugar Hill. Yeah. I can certainly see him showing up and welcome home Brother Charles and be like, yo, brother, what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell? Man, get that thing out of my face, brother. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Vincent. I can see him in other films completely. He's a star. He's not, you know, he's a star. We know who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that gets him into Superfly. Yes. All right. And that, and that, okay. And also Sugar Hill. And also Sugar, yes. 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 (laughs) Got to rep for your Sugar Hill. Okay. So where are we going? Where are we going next in building out this, building out this? I don't know. Where are we going? Where where you going to go next? Well, Sugar Hill can certainly get us to Blackula Mm -hmm. or, or even more to the point, Sugar Hill can get us to Ganja and Hess. Oh. See, now you're fancy. Yeah. Now you got fancy over well, there. Well, I mean, you know, you got to get, you know, because because Ganja and Hess maybe gets you to Blackula, you know, because it, it always, there's always, you know, you know, um, uh, uh, it, 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 it slides down, you know, the, the the scale slides down a little bit. So it's it's high with Ganja and Hess. Sugar Hill, you know, is, it's very, it's very, you know, it's, it's revenge, but it's it's still zombies or whatever. It's an e- exploration of that world. Ganja Hess is a further explanation of the exploration of that world a little bit as well, you know. But it dips into, you know, more of the the history of of Africa and things, which touches on Blackula, right, which gets right, you right. into, you know, right. exploring that whole narrative. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm I, seeing this, it's, man. It's all it's all there together. It's all there together. I mean, scream Blackula, scream. What, what was Pam Grier? She was a voodoo queen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a voodoo queen in, in, in scream Blackula, scream. So now you got that. Yeah. yeah. She was a voodoo queen who made, a voodoo queen who maybe escaped from uh, what was the movie where she's mud wrestling? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forget the movie where she's mud wrestling. Yeah, there it is. Angie Dickinson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. You know. Right. That, look, I'm building a universe. You're building. <laughs> I'm doing the work. Right. Right. As you say, I'm doing the work. Right. Right. All right. All right. All right, y'all go with y'all. Oh my God. All, All right, Joseph, right. I think you're up. Where are we going next? With the shared universe? Yeah. What are we going to do with coffee? And how is she going to move through things? Mm, mm, coffee. Well, she can do whatever she wants. Because she's a star. We know who she is. We know she took care of business. 
You know what, Josiah? I have to say, I didn't think Coffee needed a sequel. I do too. Yeah, I thought I thought that I, I thought the way it ends is such yes. an affecting end where you can tell she's like I never got the sense that it was a placard that was going to pop up and Adolf Caesar was going to say next year coffee gets more revenge like it, like coffee that wasn't even her movie that's true yes. yeah that is true that's, good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's good you know point. now Foxy Brown all right. So maybe you prefer Foxy Brown. Well, I see Foxy Brown as more lending itself to the further adventures. Got it. Like, you know, hopefully coffee goes and gets some therapy. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So where does she go for therapy? Where does she go for therapy? Well, I mean, obviously she goes to uh, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. I mean, where else would she go? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I see it. (laughs) <laughs> Why did I think of that? Oh God, no! Please, no! Please, not, not! Oh, oh God! Oh God! That, that, that's a good one, though. Hey, look, I know. Uh, okay, what I come to find out, he's also a psychiatrist, as well as a. Well, he was an MD. I mean, he was, isn't he an MD or, or was he a scientist? He was a scientist. What was, was Doctor Black's training? There's something that doesn't come up that often. Because he was a pharmacist too. He was a right. Because remember, he, he had the, he, he had the experimental drugs. Yeah, he did a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah he was he was annoying. That's what he was. <laughs> Stand a stupid movie. Um, that's a good one, Doctor. So all right, so that's where coffee goes. That's where coffee goes. Now Foxy Brown and Foxy Brown does she? Essentially, is she like she was a private eye, right? Foxy Brown. Um, she was she a private eye? I don't think she's a private because she's she's more well. She she a gun, but why does she took the right? Gun? She wasn't a cop. I thought she was a private eye, like Shaft. I don't, I don't remember her occupation. I'm trying to I'm trying to remember because she's not a an investigator per se in. Sheba Baby. In Sheba Baby, she's kind of like um, just like an insurance person or some stupid thing like that. I thought she was a. She's not a PI in Sheba Baby too. I don't think she's. You a know, PI. I get Sheba Baby no, and Foxy she, Brown mixed up. She's not a PI because remember she works in an office. No, I thought Coffee because Coffee was Coffee a nurse. Coffee was a, uh, yeah, coffee coffee was a nurse. Was a, yeah, I thought coffee looking was, for revenge, uh, right. revenge for her sister. Yeah, I thought coffee was a civilian, but I thought Sheba and and Foxy Brown were um, detectives. I mean, private eyes. Uh, I'm reading the. If only we had an essential guide to black exploitation <laughs> that we could look these facts <laughs> up. Tell you what Foxy is. I can't remember if she's a detective. It really doesn't even say. It says Foxy Brown, a woman who lives lavishly but whose profession is never really clear. Interesting. That's why we can't. That's why we can't think of it. I remember now. Yes. So she's like Black Belt Jones. Uh, we know Re- what Black Belt Jones is. No, remember we didn't really know what he did for a living. No. <laughs> he was an agent. He wasted time. That's what he did. That's what. It, notice we're not connecting to Black Belt Jones. I mean, look. <laughs> once you once you start doing special government agents, 
You know what? I'll get I'll get you the black belt, Jones. I'll t- all right. He's standing next to Cleopatra Jones. They're both government agents. All right. He's standing next to Cleopatra Jones. Does that get you to the movie Black Belt Jones? And then at the end of Black Belt Jones, he gets an invet- he gets an invitation t- to Han's tournament, um, <laughs> which puts him in the Enter the Dragon. And then that's the end of Black Belt that's Jones. The end of Black Belt Jones. Yeah. Yes. They made the movie after. They made the movie before Black Belt Jones. Right. right. There you go. So, so we can so. Are we done with Jim Kelly? I mean, look. <laughs> Are we done? I mean, we're kind of in the midst of a three to hard way right now, so. I don't need any more Jim Kelly. <laughs> All right, playing, the, doing karate in a car wash oh. with sudsy <laughs> bubbles. That's fun, though. No, it wasn't <laughs> fun. No, it wasn't fun. No, it wasn't fun. The man had a stunt double for fights in bubbles. In a bubble bath, he had he had a stunt double for drop kicks, Vincent. Hey man, it's Jim Kelly. What you want? He looks like he come out right out of a comic book. Mm. Mm. It was a Charlton comic book. It was not a Marvel comic <laughs> book. All right. Well, where else are we going? I mean, we got private detectives. We got private detectives. We got supernatural. We got the um. We got the underworld. We haven't gotten to JD's revenge. I mean, that's supernatural. Okay, but how are we getting there? Oh, is 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 JD is JD Sugar Hill's boyfriend? No, no, no. You remember back to Thomas Rosala. Remember Thomas Rosala and Denise Nichols were like um paranormal investigators. Were they in Blackula? They were in Blackula. Yeah, he was actually was a cop, but yeah, 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 yeah. So so there you go. They're sort of again, I like like I like I like these players that kind of travel. Mm-hmm. So there you go. They show up. Remember Valentine uh Richard Lawson. Oh, that's in right. Sugar, in, in Sugar Hill, uh he remember he was investigating voodoo crimes. Remember he went to the voodoo museum? That's true. <laughs> That is very true. So you know, between Valentine and 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 uh, Josiah, maybe you can answer this. Aaron Fry was saying that the actor Antonio Vargas, famously uh, Huggy Bear, Huggy Bear of Starsky and Hutch fame, they're saying that we could probably use him as a link through through several of the '70s movies, and that is where he got his start, right? Uh, um, he certainly starts in TV before the movies. He's he's an early, early TV bit player. But we can talk about Antonio, who we love, and who's Foxy Brown's brother. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Never do well, brother. Um, I think he was dealing dope maybe in the movie. But where is he going to go next? Oh, so he was dealing dope in Foxy Brown's movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and remember, mm. he gets shot and, and killed in the car. Maybe he becomes a zombie. Maybe he becomes a zombie. Or a vampire. Or a zombie vampire. Okay. In what movie? Can I see it? I mean, again, take your pick. Sugar Hill or uh, Blackula. Oh, oh. Maybe. Oh, you know what he is? He's one of those zombies. Remember, like, all of a sudden these zombies just show up. At Ganja and Hess's at at their estate. Yes, so he's just gonna come walking in there. Just class up and now he's classy. <laughs> Ganja and Hess is real classy. They show that at museums. 
<laughs> they do. I know. I know. That's very true. We also got a request from Farrell Blackwell. Wanted to know, can we name an Avengers of the Blaxploitation Cinema Universe? I mean, who's right there on the cover? Like well, right there on the cover, you got, there's coffee, there's Dolomite. Who else is on the Dolomite cover? Dolomite is not in the Avengers you know of the Blaxploitation Cinematic what? Universe. You know what? <laughs> he is not. No, he's not. He's not, Vincent. Josiah is Dolomite one of one of the great one of the great bastions of black exploitation. Hey, I think we all agree. Yes, <laughs> yes, completely. Yeah, so much so that they made a movie about his life. Uh, but uh, yeah, but come on, the Avengers of the uh, black exploitation. All right, all right. First of all, the, the Avengers are what? How many? There's seven, right? Okay. So there's seven. So I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. So. If y'all want to put Dolomite on there, watch how quickly y'all knock him down. Okay, so where's Shaft? Is Shaft on the Avengers? I mean, sure. Okay, Shaft is on the Aven- Avengers. Is Foxy Brown on the Avengers? Yeah. Okay, is Cleopatra Jones on the Avengers? Yes. Okay, that's three right there. All right, now, so is Superfly on the Avengers? Sure. You got to have Superfly. Got it. Got to have Superfly. All right, that's four. All right, now, is uh, Sweetback on the Avengers? I don't know if he is. You gonna put Dolomite on the Avengers before you put Sweetback? I think I might. Okay, fair enough. Because maybe Sweetback is the Spider-Man of the cinematic universe. Okay. okay, so I'll give you. I'll give you that. You geeking it up right now a little bit. Go ahead. Well, this is what I do. All right. <laughs> this is what I do. Go ahead. Okay. So, so we're so we're at we're at Shaft. We've got Shaft, Foxy Brown, Cleopatra Jones, Superfly. Yeah. And Dolomite, according to you two people. Right, 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 right. right. Got, yeah. got to get Jim Brown on there. Okay, but but we, he's got to be a character. So so what? Is that maybe make make him slaughter? Slaughter? Well, okay, well, wait a minute. Before we get to Jim Brown, Hammer. Because you got to have Fred Williamson. Yeah. Got to have Fred. Yes. Got to have Fred Williamson. Truck Turner? No. Okay, fair enough. We only one movie. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you Truck. Um... I think you're done. Jim Kelly. <laughs> no, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Blackula. Not more than Dola. I want Blackula. You want Blackula? I'm going to go with Blackula. Yeah, right. yeah Blackula's got to be on there. Okay. He's, he's your Doctor Strange. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's, that's six. Okay. All right. So one more knocks off Dolomite. Oh, sure. Right? Look where I go here. Okay? Sugar Hill. No, not more than Dolomite. What? Rudy Ray Moore had like five movies. That don't mean anything. No, they kind of, when we're talking about iconic presences. <laughs> don't nobody know who Marky Bay is except like me and you and Josiah and my boy Les, who's the biggest Marky Bay fan on earth. Okay. All right. Um, and we love her, but you know, there's gotta be somebody else before Dolomite. Another woman. I mean, once you finish with Pam Greer and, and Cleopatra and, Jones and then Tamara Dobson, there's gotta be there's, there's another one. Is there? There is. I I refuse 
to have Dolomite <laughs> in my Avengers. He doesn't make the cover of the Essential Guide for nothing. You know, people think about those things before they print them. I, what what Josiah is not telling you is that was a misprint. No, he actually didn't submit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's your favorite Dolomite movie, Josiah? I'll go with the original. I love it really so much. Yeah, do you like some of the? I'm others? a human tornado man. God, I'm a human tornado man. How does Disco Godfather sit with you? You know what? I like the idea of Disco Godfather more than I like the actual film. But Petey Wheatstraw was much more entertaining than I remembered the last time we watched it. <laughs> Got yeah. it. It is good. It's yeah. Good. I don't like the poster art for that one. Here we go with the posters again. But it's a good film. Interesting. Why not? Um, I want to see more of him. I remember this being an illustration that has maybe a devil on it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just wish it was more his a star poster. Okay. All right. I think I like the, the P.D. Weaster. It was almost like his, um, oh, what I want to say. It was like, you, you know, he made a project that, uh, yeah. Yes. What about the watermelon man? No. No. no? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Okay, but wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Just one last thing. One last thing. My bias notwithstanding. Uh huh. Okay. Does Jim Kelly, because of his role in Three the Hard Way and because of Black Belt Jones, and then because he does, what's the movie? Was it T? No, Hot Potato. He does Hot Potato too. I've never actually seen Hot Potato. Well, he's in it. No, I, I think that's the sequel to Black Belt Jones, isn't it? So doesn't so doesn't that perhaps and he is truly a hero and he it's kung fu doesn't that put him in nobody's making a movie about Jim (laughs) Kelly's life that's going to be on Netflix. All right, Dolomite's in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. All right, you got y'all win. Rat soup (laughs) eaten. You made a good case for Jim you, Kelly, you, though. You, you rat suit I mean, eating, no business having. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, we, speaking of uh, our namesake that we did six degrees of, um, Josiah, what are your thoughts on Dervell Martin? I like him. I like him a lot. Um, kind of followed his career since um, Guess Who's Coming to mm-hmm. Dinner. People forget that right is, is, is that Jerva Martin? Yeah, oh right? yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Going standing in a sea with Spencer Tracy. <laughs> like really, and Catherine Hepburn. Um, I love him. I love what he does. He's really unique, and um, there's a place for him in any film. He's really a cool guy. That's how I think of it. Yeah, because he's in Rosemary's Baby. Which yes. how bizarre, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's our Clark Gregg in this cinematic universe. Like he's just in everyone. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. Who was uh, Agent what Col- Colson? Agent mm-hmm. Colson in the, in the yeah. Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's Durvell, and he just pops in. Or maybe he's our Stan Lee because he's just in whatever role we need him to be in. But he's not passive. He's actually part of the action. Well, that's true. Yes, yeah, that's so, true. So there you. Yeah, the personality. Yes. 
personality. I mean, but he could kind of just be a watcher. See, you're geeking it up again. <laughs> and if I'm saying that, you're geeking it up. I'm really geeking it up. I'm really geeking it up. Okay. All right. We're, we've hit on so many things. Is there any place that we, we still need to go? Any place that, uh, in this universe we need I, to touch? I mean, I guess this universe, but then I also have a question that we haven't talked about. What are the great comedies, Josiah, of black exploitation? So um, the first one that comes to mind, as I always mention, is Amazing Grace, which is underseen, mm-hmm. but I think it's so really, really great. Really great. Well, it's definitely, and it's, it's one of people's few chances to see Moms Maybe. Yeah, yeah. On screen. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we are fans of Amazing Grace. What about you? What do you say, Vincent? I always go to Uptown Saturday Night. Yeah, God, I haven't seen that yeah. in so long. I would have to read Yeah, I think it. Uptown Saturday Night is the platonic ideal of a seventies comedy. Not even just God. not even just a black seventies comedy, like just a seventies comedy. Um, you mentioned it, it, it in in. I thought we were the. It, it seems like we all are kindred spirits. Big fan of Five on the Black Hand Side. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Five on a Black Hand. That's a poster I love. Back to the posters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those are like my two in the center, and then you kind of go out from there. What's the other movie? The the movie that you you love so much? Oh, the Yaf- Monkey Hustle. Yeah, Yafakoto running uh, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the Monkey Hustle. <laughs> yeah, me too. Very much so. Yeah. No, you two are brothers. Yeah. Man. Is that Yafakoto? That is Yafakoto. that is Yafakoto. <laughs> That is indeed Yafet Koto and Rudy Ray Moore. Yes, the two of them. I remember you, Vincent, uh, making me laugh the last time we talked when you said that Yafet Koto didn't walk. He, not waddled. There was a word you used that was so good about his walk. Do you remember I, it? What you I, of course, it? don't remember. <laughs> but but he's that is quite a walk. He's, yeah. Yes, he had a fantastic word, word that captures his yeah. He don't ever need to run either. Yeah, I was about to say either. he's not really a physical. <laughs> yeah, he's not a physical. Right. Did you say trot to tr- or something like that? I think you said the trot. <laughs> it is. It is a trot. It is. It is definitely something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of like you know Uptown Saturday Night. Um, I I like that movie. Another movie that it's. Returning to it, 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 you know, it's a depreciating value a little bit, but I just think of it from when I saw it as a youth, and that is uh, Which Way Is Up with uh, Richard Pryor. Yes. I, I like Which Way Is Up. Which Way Is Up is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, you know, I, I, I go back to it now, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is a little, it's a little all over the place, but it's got some, some funny, like, he... He talks about, I hope you choke on a goddamn chicken bone because somebody <laughs> ate his chicken. <laughs> oh, God, man. That's so funny. I, you know, the other thing I like about um, he's Amazing another, Grace. I'm sorry. He's another one that connects a lot of dots. Richard, Richard Pryor. Pryor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Amazing Grace and, and to a certain extent Uptown Saturday Night because you have that connection to older black actors. And it mm-hmm. kind of, you know, you see the continuity. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing I love about Uptown Saturday Night is Sidney Poitier and Harry Belafonte kind of letting their hair down a little bit. Like you know, these people would spend almost twenty years being respectable Negroes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So, why does not Billy D. Williams become a bigger star? He's got the looks. Yeah. He's got the charisma. You know. You know. He's not a bad actor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he certainly is given the opportunities to to star in comedies, to star in action, to do drama, to do the love interest. And yet he like I know for a time he is black America's like leading man sex symbol, but he never seemed to me like to even like he was and then he still wasn't like. The su- a superstar sure. to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. Am, am I wrong about that, Josiah? Let's say, what do we think? Uh, I agree with you. He he's never big as he seems to be promoted as right. being. You know, so it, it feels like he's big. He's in mahogany. You know, he's in Lady Sings the Blues, and then he's in his own films. But he's not. Um, I don't think people think of him as being a big star, even at the time. And on the cover of the, he, he's on the cover of the book. Um, I did not choose the people on the cover of the book. I did ask a question about why is he on the cover of the book? Uh, he's not a black, a real black exploitation star. Mm-hmm. Uh, case was made for putting him on, on the cover, and I was fine with it. But yeah, he always he never seems as big as you think he should be, given since he's got the system behind him. What do you say, Vincent? I I agree with you. I think. I actually wanted to circle back to why would you say why like why are you arguing he's not a black exploitation star? Um, so he's certainly not thought of as yeah, one uh-huh. at all, um, because of the other projects are so big. His his other real Hollywood projects, giant Hollywood projects, Lady Sings Blues and the other sure. things. But um, that was the only reason I said the only one I, I can come to mind was is the one Embassy mm-hmm. is the one that I think of with him, but. What are some of the other films, Vincent? Right. You know, uh, no, really no, outside of the Motown films, I can't mm-hmm. think of anything. Well, what's the other film that you always go to with Dirk? I mean, but yeah, the final come down is what's that, 70 what? That's like mid 70s, yeah, because you told me that. I actually thought the final come down was like 1980, yeah. I didn't even know it had come out that early. Mm-hmm. But I always say, like, I know we talk about Jim Brown as a black exploitation star and I always think of Jim Brown as almost getting sucked in to black exploitation mm-hmm. because he was clearly kind of carving out a career as yeah. as a non black exploitation actor and then you know you look like agree that's a great description he had all those 60s films yeah. Yeah, I wonder whether it was a, a matter of being able to have a little bit more creative freedom, um, to that gets him to really like just lean in on the those those genre of films. You right. know? And I mean, you know, it's Jim Brown. Like, like, look at him. Like, how can you not have him in an action film? Well, that's true. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, that's true. And Hollywood is not was not going to pump up a big black action star. Right. You know, um, someone that Farrell Blackwell is asking, and this is, I think it was one of the coolest men on earth who ever walked the face of the earth. Why was not Calvin Lockhart? Why didn't he become a big, because he, even more so than Billy D. Williams, had all of the chops. Yeah. You know, and then he actually, what was the movie? He does the movie 
that is actually it's it's in the book and it's of this time, but it definitely tries to be a little different. Was the uh, is it Melinda? I think it's Melinda. You're thinking about Melinda? It's Melinda. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you why, at least from the story perspective of a couple of directors who I talked to who worked. With oh, them. okay. He's a horror. Really? Yes. Um, several directors said they'd never, ever work with him again or ever rec- recommend him. This is just what people have told me. Um, he was very disrespectful with other cast members. Um, he could never show up on time. Mm. He always wanted to change things. He had He's a beautiful man. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the young lady asked, why wasn't he a star? Probably the best looking man in films at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, trouble. They would say he's nothing but trouble. Wow. And nothing but trouble. Yeah. And I was surprised. Didn't even seek out that kind of information. It came to me uh, from more than one person. And uh, it's a part of uh, why I believe he didn't become bigger. That is crazy because one of the things that we talk about, especially with Uptown Saturday Night, that it's at least we think is coming across on the screen, is that everyone in that movie is having such a good time. It's having so much fun. You know what I mean? Um, to think that he might have been just like a, a stick in the mud. Yeah. And something like that is crazy. Especially when you think he's in Let's Do It Again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and they bring him back. Right, so maybe that was still fairly, or like I don't know the chronology of, but of maybe that's still fairly. But, I mean, back to the very beginning. He's in Cotton Comes to Harlem. That's true. So he's around. Mm-hmm. And you want him in your film. He's great. He's, he's fantastic. Oh, he's fantastic, yeah. Great speaking voice. He's just really great. But yeah, I heard he was trouble. Just an idea that might have uh, stopped him from moving forward. Wow, that's a shame. Well, that is a shame. That is a shame. All right. Any place else we need to... We didn't hit West, Westerns, Vincent. No, no, no. We didn't hit, hit the West, Westerns. Westerns. Uh, Buck and a Preacher. Yeah, Buck and a Preacher. I, I mean, talking about... um, How many, how many Nigger Charlie movies were there? Jesus <laughs> two, three. Here's the word. Just uh, it's the soul of Nigger Charlie and the what's the other one? The soul well, of Nigger the, Charlie. Well, well there's there's the first. The first one is Nigger Charlie, right? The soul, or is it the first one? The soul. Uh, I think it's just two, if I'm not, not mistaken. But there's a, the legend of Nigger Charlie right. and the soul of Nigger. If Charlie. only we had some type of reference. That we can look these things up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but we have to talk about the other films with the N word in the title. Pretty fast. Yeah. Well, besides the ten thousand dollar, in uh, what else did we have? What? Well, there's there's N lover, nigger lover. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't don't start N lover <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Boss N. Right, wait, wait. Boss so Boss Nigger isn't in the Nigger Charlie chronology? No, that's a different yeah, uh, yeah. actor. Yeah, that's a uh, Boss Nigger is Jim Brown. Oh, right. Nigger Charlie is Fred Williamson. Mm-hmm. 
and I believe there's even one more end title is coming to me. I think there's six. Well, the, the, well, the only one that's coming up like underneath N when I look in the the reference guide was Nigger Lover. So that's the only one that where that's the first, like the first name. That's the first, first word. word. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but there, let's let's I'll just flip through. We've got the the Legend of Nigger Charlie. We've got uh, the title of these movies. Oh my god! But besides the Charlie movies, besides Buck and the Preacher, besides Bushrod and Thomasina, that's a good reference. Am I missing any any westerns? Well, what did you say? The Fred Williamson movie with Richard Pryor? Oh, Adios Amigos. Yeah, I try yes. not to think about Adios Amigos. Yeah. <laughs> Man and Boy, is that a Western? Oh, Man and Boy. Wait, was that a TV movie, though? That's a film. It's in the book, but I don't remember if it's a Western. I think it might be a Western. I did not know Man and Boy was a... So that's... Lynn, we can watch Man... Because that's Bill Cosby, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, man. I was thinking... Williamson. Yeah, man and boy, an African-American father and son set out on a journey to locate a stolen horse. So, yeah. I'm not sure it's a Western, but yeah. That I mean, it's, it's in, set Who in that, that time. Who is that? Who's in that besides Bill Cosby? I'm so excited we can do man and boy. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Actually, like I really didn't think it was a TV movie. Uh, Bill Cosby, Yafit Koto, and uh, Gloria Foster. Oh, oh, oh. So you've got viewing oh, tonight. Oh, it is on. I'm going to be doing Uptown Saturday night. You're doing Man yeah. and Boy. Oh tonight. yeah, oh yeah. Mm. That's a good time right there. Mm. I, I I think <laughs> I'm going to watch The Mothers. The Mothers. The Mothers. The bloodiest fight for survival. Santiago. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause why not? <laughs> All right, Josiah. I'm going to ask you this because this is the type of thing that I'll be on a ride home and say I wanted to ask. I know it. Dolomite is not on the Avengers. Oh, for God's sake. You know who knocks him off? Who, who Lynn? Max Uh-oh. Julian's The Mac. No, it's mm. one movie. It's one. But it's The Mac. Oh, for God's it's sake. It's The Mac, Vince. Josiah, what, f- what three films do you think Lynn and I probably haven't seen that we should definitely see? We should definitely see. Uh, let's see. Uh, have you seen um, the guy from Harlem? No. I love that film. Very low budget. I uh, love it. Uh, the guy from Harlem. There is one. I'm going to have to think on on some obscure. Titles. The guy from Harlem. I'm going to read you the quick synopsis about that, Vincent, from okay. 1977. Um, the CIA call on a street smart Miami private detective to help them protect a visiting African princess. Nice. Who's Josiah says. Okay. Awful, but wonderfully so. Blaxploitation's Plan 9 from Outer Space is so breathtakingly messed up that you can't help but love it. 
Lloyd Hawkins play Al Connors, a former New York City policeman turned Miami private detective, tall, good-looking, suave, yet wooden. Hawkins <laughs> has a Philip Michael Thomas quality about him. Yeah, that, that there's the wood okay. that adds to this film's unintentional kitsch value. Um, other memorable characters include a dead voice secretary named Sue, played by Wanda Starr, and a buff, over-tanned white villain named Big Daddy. <laughs> I love your readings, man. Great. We need an audio book with you reading Hey, that. sign me up, brother. Oh. I'm on it. Okay. Can I get one more? Can I get because guy from Harlem? Well, you asked is, for three, so that's one. The guy from Harlem. Well, you know, the, um, I, I wish I had my book here with me. It's silly that I don't. Uh, let's see, that is one that most people have not seen and not heard of. Uh, you have seen Stigma, correct? You may have even reviewed it with Philip Michael Thomas. We've not no, it yet. no, we have not. Stigma is one that most people have not seen. That's creative, low budget and creative, and he's great okay. in it. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's great in it? Uh, I think it's Philip Michael Tom yeah. Thomas. Okay. I, okay. I was like, I... <laughs> <laughs> and what's the uh, A bar? Have you seen A bar? Yeah, the first black, black Superman. Superman. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, Johnny Tough. Have you seen Tough sometimes? Not called Johnny Tough? I've never seen it. I've heard people talk about it. Because I like that kid. That's the kid that was, um, yeah. You used to be on TV a lot. Yes. He's the bully kid in this movie. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, LA story, LA family with a, a upper, upper middle class LA family with a bad kid. Uh, so Johnny Tough, um, Stigma with Philip Michael Thomas. And you have to see the guy from Harlem. Whenever we do the film festivals, we show it. It's outrageously okay. bad. Okay. Oh. Really oh. bad. Flubbed lines that aren't corrected because there's no money to do the refilming. <laughs> a lot of fun. You just have to go with it. A okay. Lot of fun. And are these films around? Yes. Uh, the guy from Harlem certainly is on uh, DVD. I don't know if uh, Johnny Tough is. I have it here on VHS. And the other one we mentioned, Stigma, I have on VHS. You'll have to see if they're on DVD. Okay. Do you oh. want to hear the story of Stigma, Vincent? Sure, sure. Stigma from 1972, starring Philip Michael Thomas, Peter Clune, Harlan Poe, Josie Johnson. The curse that begins with a kiss. Oh. A young African-American doctor travels to a small town in search of the origins of a mysterious disease. As Dr. Calvin Cross Philip Michael Thomas is the personification of the hip-talking, out-of-his-element small-town visitor. Trying to discover the source of an outbreak of syphilis. Oh, no. He sums up his own, dile his own dilemma succinctly. I'm a nigga in a bigoted white community trying to find an epidemic I don't know the first damn thing about. <laughs> well, sign me up. Sign me. Look. Ah. <laughs> Stigma. All right. Well, there we got our homework. Vincent. There we go. There we go. All right. All right. Well, this this has been so much fun. Look, this, this has been look. This has been a joy. This, yeah, it really has. And and but you know how we do when we get together. That's yes, how we do. We do absolutely. And Josiah, we need to get together with you one more. 
as many times as you, as you will tolerate us. Right, right. But you got to pick a movie. You got to pick. You got to pick a movie, and we do it like actually do an episode. I like that. I like it. One single film. Yes. Got it. Yes. You guys have done all the films. No, already. clearly we haven't. No. <laughs> 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 no, clearly, clearly we haven't, and 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 we're we're saving them all. We're saving I was the best about to say, and you're finding films in garages. Yeah, that's for cool, right. right. That is, God, like a black exploitation Indiana for Jones. Mm-hmm. So the trailer for for uh, Solomon King is up on YouTube. Take a look at it. It's it's going to be. A Who's going to be putting that out? Uh, they're called Deaf Crocodile. D E A F Crocodile. Uh, they're in LA and uh, they've totally invested in restoring it. I think the YouTube video that's a promotional shows the a scene that's not been restored and one that oh, is. Okay. So they're really serious about it. Interviews with his wife, Salwat's wife, who's still alive, bless her heart. And um, it's great. Oh, wow. Well, when it comes out, please come back through. Yeah. Show enough. That's how Absolutely. we do it. Show enough. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the last yeah. dragon reference. <laughs> oh boy! All right, all right. This has been fun. This has been great, ladies and gentlemen. Um, next week we come back. We're reviewing a regular film, but we got a special guest. Yes, we got a special guest next week. Uh, before we tell you who is going to be joining us next week, I invite you all to check out Josiah's book. is on sale now. Black exploitation cinema: the essential. Reference guy, it is on sale now wherever you find books, and, and it and it really is. It yeah. really is essential. This is y- you all have to purchase this. It is. It's in its fifth edition. Yeah, it is it the book really, that really cannot is. sell out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you got to check it out. Um, if you like what we're ha- what we're doing here, the Michelle Mission Two Men One Podcast, every black film ever made go to showmission.com hit on swag we can check out all the cool designs and gifts that we have available by way of our good friends at t public including our six degrees of dervell uh collection the michelle mission voicemail is up leave us a voicemail 215-867-9666 tell vincent and len what's on your mind email us your thoughts and concerns at michellemission at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at michelle mission subscribe on youtube and twitch at michelle mission and wherever you find our podcast please give us a five-star rating and a review especially if it's on spotify or apple because that helps people find our show next week we have very special guest Carla Brothers, yes. fantastic actress who you've seen her fine work in the Five Heartbeats as well as uh, it, uh, Glory. Um, well, maybe you blink, you might have seen her on Glory. She's going to be joining us to review Bell from yeah. 2013. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. She's good people too. Yes, uh, yeah. and Bell stars another favorite of the mission. Google and Bathara. Yes, sir. In a very uh, in in a comic, not a a costume drama. Yes, and I'm a sucker for. I was a costume about to say drama. you're gonna be in your world. Uh, I love costume dramas, man. You know, I, and say that name again. You said that name so Google, well. Google and Bathara. Google Bathara. Yeah. Very musical. Oh, yes. she is musical. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love her. I love her. Next week on the Michelle Mission. Um, but until then, that's Josiah. Yes, and Josiah, how can people get oh, yeah. in touch with you and, and see you? And where are you out on these internet streets? 
Yeah, got it. So I'm in the internet, um, but I'm doing our, our personal thing. We're going to um, Leeds, UK to do another Black Exploitation Film Festival there. Their Black Exploitation Month is in October. So we're going to do uh, four films there in the UK. And uh, we just keep going. We just keep running our mouths and doing what we do. Okay. Here. And what were the actual dates in the U We actually have, we, we actually have some missionaries in the UK. We certainly so. do. Yeah. When, when you go. Copy that. With, uh, we don't have the date set down, but of course it'll be during a Black History Month, which is October. Okay. This year. There you okay. Go. And mm -hmm. you can check out everything Josiah on josiahhoward.com. That is his website where you can check out all of his, all of his writings. You can get in touch with Josiah. You can talk to Josiah. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a great dude. He's a fantastic, yeah, yeah. fantastic dude. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's a real dude folks. Yeah. We, yeah, he we really appreciate is. getting to know him. Yeah. And uh, this won't be the last you see him on a mission. Right. Like we're going to bring him back. Like, right. you know, yeah, I, I don't care. I don't, I might have to do like an animated movie with him. I don't care. Yes. <laughs> we got to get up to New York because he's not far. I know. We got to get up to New York, and, and, and when he when he's not, you know, traveling, you know, bouncing around across right, the right, globe. Right, right, right. Sit down with him. I'm sitting in this apartment most of the time, and you're welcome here. All, all the right, time. Oh, all man, right. Don't say that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you said uh -huh. it. Here we are. We're up there with some special rum punch. We have a good time, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, that's Josiah. He's Vincent. I'm Len. And in parting, we say, we'll see you when it's time to meet again.